You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. My name is Cara Zoyal. I'm from Krypton. Uh, everyone, this is my cousin. I guess you already know. Okay, I think I have this. Uh, Oliver. Green Arrow. Dig. Spartan. Thea. Speedy. And Sarah. White Canary. Jack Stein. Firestorm. Uh, Ray. Palmer. Uh, the Atom. And Mick. Hmm. Oh, Heatwave. Uh, Always a pleasure to see you, Lucy. Hello. Family we've met. Lucifer. Morningstar. Consider us even, John Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. Is it? I don't care. Be ready. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other listening stations. You can also check out our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. So we're back here with Multiverse Fancast, and with me today is Paul. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Ronnie. How are you? I am well, sir. And we also have with us Rob. Rob, how are you? Ah, Wilhelm Scream. How are you? <laughs> it's good to see you. Funnel Flurry Butter Bar. This is why he's unofficial third host. Yeah, see, I was I was going to leave that out and just make it seem like he was a host, but I don't know. Might might have just... We're going to do a Facebook poll. To see how many people actually want Rob to host an episode. Yeah. If we, Ooh, that's a I good would one. downvote that myself. I know you would. I have to tag you in things just to get the conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my Lanza. That's funny. Uh, but we're here today. We're going to be talking about Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Batman v. Superman. Y. X. Why are we talking about this? Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> but yes, we are talking about that because it all leads into our... Or I should say we're in the middle of our DC month, our Justice month. Our mostly DC month. Yeah, right, our mostly DC month. Um, But before we get started in that, we do have some news and different things that we would like to just quickly touch base on. I told you you're not allowed to touch my base. But it's all about that base. About that base? No trouble. And news. And news. (laughs) And scene. So uh, first and foremost, just a little bit of exciting news, especially considering... uh, the state of television and movies, it's always nice to get some sort of facet of good news. Uh, Superman and Lois got not only the biggest numbers for the CW um, premiere-wise, but also they gave it an early second season renew after only one episode. Um, now, CW is famous for, hey, somebody, one person's Pulling watching. The trigger. No, quick. one person's watching this. Let's renew it for five seasons. Yeah. Um, very famous for it. They, they, they're not a typical network where they're pulling in, you know, seven, eight million uh, viewers. They are happy with, uh, I think, Supernatural, its finale, pulled in three-ish, yeah. three million-ish. Um, and that's satisfying for them. Yep. So we're really digging Superman and Lois. I know uh, I've seen uh, the current episodes. I'm up to date on it. I don't know yes, you. I am. Yep. Yeah. And I think, Rob, you just haven't seen the second I've, episode. I haven't seen the second one. And that's, again, not a reflection on the quality of the show. I thought the show was actually pretty good. It's just a reflection on CW's current setup with yeah, they're commercials. And yeah. I just can't stand it. Yeah, unfortunately, they need to do a lot because they need uh, the revenue. I, yep. need to, I need to illegally, need to torrent it or something. Yeah, right. But you know what? I, I, I watch I, it on the CW app. Oh, God, but there's still commercials anyway. Yeah, CW apps are up. Yeah. You know what I like about this show, though? I think it's better 
that it came out after Supergirl because yes. they kind of had time to get some of the Super technical right. th- some of the technical issues. Yeah. Um, the flying stuff. You know, it's funny. You watch Supergirl season one, which was on CBS. Then you watch it on the CW, and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they didn't even bring the C with them. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they don't got that money no more. No. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, we also have uh, The Flash brought back for its uh, season seven premiere. Yep. I know I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a, a good course correction for them because it's a little it, iffy. It, it was, but I feel like it was very lackluster. That's fair. I mean, it was supposed to be part of the uh, last season. Yes. They had to end production yeah. but uh, I really enjoyed it I know Rob hasn't watched Flash since no. last season I, p- part of it is the quality of the show for me just got it, it was too low I think it was Cicada started doing that for me mm. um, yeah. at that point I was like this is just schlock um, some of it is also that you know having a, a, a budding teenager in the household you know he's just turning 13 now and he he kind of grew out of a lot of the stuff uh, and so he's he we don't watch many of the, any of the CW shows anymore in fact he was he's at home right now binge watching all the predator movies just to give you an indication <laughs> as to where he's at no, he's still got good taste. Good. Yeah. good taste that kid oh yeah he's also more of a marvel guy like his dad yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. marvel show is because you like DC doesn't... No, it's because I will like quality, and DC doesn't seem to represent I that. also like quality consistency, because I want to see the same story over and over and over again. I've seen the same Marvel so, intro Batman movie. So, Batman versus Superman. I will ride the same <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> I will ride the same roller coaster over and over again, because it's still fun every time. Maybe I don't want fun necessarily all the time. you got to take the good with the bad, sir. That's where Deadpool comes in. That's fair. All right. So, and then the last. That's a good mix. But this is also segueing into our last bit of news. We'll touch a little bit more on it. But uh, we did finish WandaVision. Yes. And Mm -hmm. we are leading into The Winter Soldier. So, uh, we'll have a little announcement about our plans with uh, reviewing WandaVision and getting into Winter Soldier at the end of the episode. So, stay tuned. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. What is with the smorgasbord? Like, I don't get it. Why would you say that word? Why would you say that word? Oh, but man. I think that's going to lead us to our first yeah. time for the Multiverse Fancast. We're actually taking a commercial break. Yes. See you on the other side, Ray. We'll be back in a flash. I'll deal with you later. Stay put. I'll be back in a flash. <laughs> back in a flash. Wow. Does he say that often? <sighs> Too, Too often. All right, so let's jump right into our topic of the day. Uh, So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be kind of going based off of the characters in the movie. We're going to talk about things we liked about them, things we didn't like. We're really just going to focus in on your three major characters. We're going to talk about Batman, Superman, and Dawn of Justice. Yes. (laughs) And And the V. And the V. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Family-friendly show there, guys. (laughs) Easy. Yeah. Um, so let's start it off with our Batman or our Batfleck, as people will say. Yes. So um, as Ronnie said, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to look at each character. We're not going to go through the plot of the movie. The movie's, you know, what, four years old? Four now, years or old. Even longer. Uh, fun fact for those of you guys who don't know, maybe we got some newer listeners from uh, Stitcher and from iTunes and all that. Um, this was actually the movie that we started the podcast for. Yes, it was. We did, our third episode ever, I think, was actually Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. 
Yeah. Um, so if you want to cringe harder than you've ever cringed before, feel free to go back through our catalog and find that gem. Oh, I don't yeah. believe I was part of the show at that time, which would indicate the rise in <laughs> the water level. Yeah, it would. Uh, about that. I don't know, but the quality back then was definitely worse than this. <laughs> and that is saying something. Yes, it is. But So what we're going to do is um, we're going to look at, as Ronnie said, each of the main characters... Um, we're going to spend most of the time, I think, on the Batman stuff because we did our episode on Man of Steel and Superman last week. Yeah, and was, I mean, Batman was probably the high point of the movie. Yeah, and also we do have an episode on Batman that you can check out. A few weeks ago, we did a character study on him. Yes. And uh, I think we, we came to the consensus that Batfleck is one of the top Batmen. Yes. Uh, not the perfect Batman by any stretch of the imagination. And I'll not that. We'll see. We yeah. will see. Yeah, Batman actually Batmans in this in this yes. there is some heavy Batmaning and um, really I, I know I personally enjoy not only the character but also the look I, I think it's the most comic accurate Batsuit we've ever gotten yeah um, I as, you know I liked Keaton's and I liked you know even you know I get the point of the, the bat nipples for Clooney's and all that like we've had a lot of Batsuits over the years yeah I, I definitely when they first released the shot of him uh, standing by the Batmobile I was like that is that's the Batsuit. Yeah. That is a comic book panel come to life. What about you, Ronnie? Thoughts on Batflick initially? Um, Initial thoughts when it first happened? I'm sure just like everyone else, it was, really? 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 Ben Affleck? No way. But again, he, he proved us all wrong, which you I feel like you tend to get with DC movies. They, they get an actor and you go, really? And then... Sometimes it works out in their favor. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, we'll still hold. Uh, we're gonna we get to actually rehold criticism for Jared Leto. Yeah. Like what a weird time to be a comic yes. book fan. Like this is this all this stuff with like the Snyder Cut coming out. It's a great chance to to revisit some of the because they only shot four minutes of brand new footage. Yeah. The rest was all like dull. cutting room floor yep. stuff. So I'm really excited to see what they do with some of that new footage. Yeah. And I think the Joker is part of that new footage. What about you, Rob? Thoughts on Batfleck initially? Um, I do like the older grizzled Batman. I, I think that's that's neat. I, I just I do like the gray hairs that he's got. Um, Very I, Dark Knight Returns ish. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I I will say yeah. He is one of the better Batmen that we have had. Um, I think he brings some good acting to it. I think I he actually does detective work. Yes. Uh, which is rare for Batman in these movies. Um, I just, you know, yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Save stuff for later. Yeah. I got so, so much to say. Which is fine because, you know, as Rob and I like to rib each other really hard, especially DC versus Marvel. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're, we're both comic book movie fans and we, we just have what we like. For the record, I am wearing a Justice League shirt right now. Oh, very nice. Ah. When we start doing Patreon, yeah, that'll be an extra for uh, our subscribers. But um, am I? <laughs> no, you just took off your shirt. Okay, so yeah. Why is he wearing a sweater under his shirt? That's so weird. It's cold. Why guys? is it a Riverdale? One? Wait, that's not a sweater. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Why man. is it on the back too? <laughs> why are you still going? And why are you yelling? But anyways, edit. So surprised. So surprised. But um, we're gonna talk about some of. The, the moments of Batfleck in this, yes. um, the scenes that really stood out, and when he murders everybody. Okay, let you. Do we want to start with? We can start with that if you really want to. Sure. All right. So you mean one of the best scenes ever? Which one? Talking about the warehouse. 
He doesn't kill a single person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let, let's let, all the people. As Rob said, this is a Batman who's been around for 20 years, and and they address it in the very beginning of the movie. Alfred calls him out for being, you know, he starts he's branding criminals now. Yeah. Um, which the- which I should point out. Okay, first of all, just backtrack just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, this week I rewatched the movie, but I re what I did was I watched the ultimate edition. Yes, uh, which I had never done before. Well, we're gonna and, talk about it. And yep. in the ultimate edition, he does a lot more branding, which makes sense a lot more so for the overall narrative. So let, let's let's hit that nail on the head first. I think the ultimate edition is a far superior structural movie there are certain things because unfortunately the studio they took out like an hour of of story characters and story from this movie and unfortunately the extended cut is is much better yeah so i really i it's a shame that we didn't get the extended cut we got the theatrical cut like the theatrical cut, it it's okay but like the so the opening scenes really establish in the ultimate cut a much a better motivation for a lot of our characters yeah. and it's unfortunate that we don't get that mm-hmm. but um yeah um, so i have to say and, and it's been you know i've said it many many times before about how much i did not i do not like this movie but i will concede that the ultimate edition is far superior it it makes a lot more logical sense um, the narrative is a, a great deal smoother it fills in so many uh, plot holes that i was not aware of and, and i if, if you are going to watch this movie Definitely spend the extra half hour to watch the ultimate mm-hmm. edition because it 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 does you know yes it's of course still a flawed movie but it is oh, so much yeah. better than that theatrical which I I don't understand the logic that anyone had with releasing that theatrical edition it it didn't make a lick of sense when I watched it mm-hmm. but watching yeah. this I was like oh that's why oh okay this makes sense now and it actually is just it's easier to follow. And like I said, the narrative is, is smoother in the sense that um, your hand is held a lot more throughout the entire thing, and you're brought through it in a with the beats are much stronger in the ultimate edition than they are in the theatrical one. Yeah. So, like a perfect example is the the branding. So in the beginning of the movie, Alfred addresses that Bruce Wayne is branding these criminals, and in his mind, he's just doing it because, you know, it's kind of like a scarlet letter that everybody will always know that they were caught by yeah. the Batman, they were defeated by the Batman, etc. So you know. It's hard to criminal when everybody knows that you just got your butt kicked by Batman. You just got batman Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so Lex Luthor, part of his plan, which they don't even address in the theatrical no. cut, is that he's actually arranging anybody with a bat brand to be killed in yeah, prison. Yeah, he's got a, a man on the inside. Yeah, so you see KG Beast actually interacting with that guy and, and getting that going. Unfortunately, Lex Luthor, and we'll talk about this when we get to him, his motivation and plans were watered down to the point of not really getting it in the theatrical cut but um let's let's continue with batman because i it's it's such a shame it's again like the man of steel issue where we have a great character and a great actor and a great look and all this stuff just held back by a script that's just not serviceable yeah uh visually it's fantastic there's some great shots of, of just batman um you know, the, and the, obviously the warehouse scene is one of my favorite superhero scenes of all time. And you you get Batman in this if you pay attention. Like, yeah. unfortunately, and this isn't a dig against Marvel, but Marvel likes to keep their stories very simple, very to the point. 
in their original in their first iterations of a character. Like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, their individual yeah, movies were stories, very origin beats. stories are very yeah. same beats. And like I tease like you know, Ant Man is just tiny Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, Doctor Strange Doctor is Magic Strange Iron is Man, Surgeon Iron Man. Yeah. And it's not till their second or third movie that they try and that they make the yeah. plot. You know, take a look at like say you know the, Winter Soldier, the, the Thor, uh, Winter Soldier. I was thinking of uh, the Thor movie. Uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Ragnarok, thank you. Because we don't talk about the second Thor uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ragnarok, which is just so unlike any movie that's in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So yeah, so Marvel's finally starting to branch out with a lot of their stuff, which is great. Like. But again, they their origin movies always follow a similar. Now, I beat. would argue that Marvel took its time to differentiate its oh, films, absolutely. whereas DC said, "Let's differentiate right away," and as a result, they lost a lot of people. Where if they had taken the time to hit those same beats, they might have been able to build that empire that Marvel did. Well, see, yeah. here here's my defense of DC in that if Batman exists in this world for you know twenty plus years, you know he says it. We've been around doing this for twenty years. There is no reason he should not immediately be on to Superman. And so I, I get doing a Batman and Superman movie after introducing Superman. Because the idea is, up until Justice League, Superman is the reason for all of these movies, with the exception of Wonder Woman, happening. You know? Well, I even argue Wonder Woman because Lex Luthor stole her picture. So everything that happens from Man of Steel to Justice League is a direct result of Superman arriving on Earth. Again, I think it comes back to that thing statement you guys have made is we needed a Man of Steel 2. There needed yeah. to be a movie... There, there's like a missing bridge between Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I'd even argue that the ending of Batman v Superman should have been different leading into a Man of Steel sequel where he dies in that movie. Hmm. Um, and I'll talk about that because I have just mild tweaks that would change this movie completely for the better, in my very humble opinion. But um, I want to talk about Batman's opening scene, uh, the Bruce yeah. Wayne, the, the Bruce Wayne scene. You mean the Bruce Wayne scene? Yes. But you know what? We very rarely get Bruce Wayne acting like Batman in these movies. You know? Yeah. You you kind of like you you see Bruce Wayne, and then you see him in like his somber moments. There are very few times where Bruce Wayne jumps into the action. Of what's going on? Oh, okay. I, I they're looking at me because I had this puzzled look on my face, <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what scene are we talking about? Very uh, opening yes. scene. Okay. Well, um, wait. Isn't the opening scene though the one with Bruce Wayne flying, flying. with all the bats? The opening, the actual <laughs> opening scene, like the, the prologue to the movie, is yes. The death okay, because that's, the death that's of the why Waynes. I was so confused. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The death of the Waynes, which he's flying on the, bats. See. <laughs> I would have much rather they did this movie without where, the Waynes, without yeah. him Mary Poppinsing it into the cave. The, it, yeah, I don't get very, that. It's, it's yeah. in his head. It's a dream. It's not real. Wait, he has dreams in this movie. Oh, he has a lot of dreams in this movie. <laughs> they should have done an opening uh, credits, very similar to Watchmen, where it was just Batman. montage. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit of a montage, like you cut from the Waynes yeah. finding Clark in the in the pod. To the, or excuse me, the, the Kent's finding Clark in the pod to the Wayne's dead in the alley. Like, yeah, just sort of back with, and with forth. Like, yeah, like a time yeah. tower changing. You know, like Superman playing. saving a cat out of a tree to Batman holding like a goon over the side of a building. Like, they could have done a really nice narrative back and forth. I, I think they really needed I a Batman movie. They didn't because that would have been fun. 
and there yeah. is no fun in the Batman Superman universe. Well, I, I argue there there are some there are some moments of, of humor, especially in the extended cut. Which Two. Jenna Malone is uh, <laughs> funny in the extended cut. I enjoy when she's on because she, they cut her out completely. Right. What? How is she funny? I don't remember her. I just I just enjoy her personality. Oh, just, she just she... brings a, a certain level. Or uh, Perry White. You know, don't let them steal your lunch money over in Gotham. There, Kent. <sighs> <laughs> Six foot four and two hundred fifty pounds. I, I yeah. would argue that there are two moments of levity and humor in this film. One of them being Martha Wayne being saved and her saying, "Oh, the cape." Yeah, um, yeah. And the other one being, "Is she with you?" Oh, I that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. It. yes. There, otherwise, there is no fun at all to be had. Which is, is if I go to a super move, superhero, and this was again the, the 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 complaint that I had with Man of Steel that there's, you know, if you're someone who's like, "Oh, I like Superman," and you're, you know, in your seventies and you're like, "I I grew up on Superman. This is going to be fun," and then it's just like PTSD 9-11 kind of yeah. stuff all over the place. There's no fun to be had. I also think that Marvel overdid it with their quips and their humor. Um, I think Age of Ultron got a lot of flack for how, how often they oh, were yeah. constantly yeah. Well, just Yeah, Age just of Ultron. Quipping, the whole movie was quipping. a quip. Yeah, it like, was, it, Tony Stark even says, he beat me by one second. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if you're gonna look at, yeah, you know, Age of Ultron is an outlier. I, I mean, look at you know Winter Soldier, which is not quippy at all. There no, are quips no. in there, but they yeah. make logical sense with the plot. I think the the problem we also are always going to run into is there's always going to be a direct comparison to the two. It's not like, it's not like if I'm like I want to watch a drama movie, I can watch The Departed and then watch something completely different, and I'm not comparing the two. Yeah. But we naturally compare comic book I, movies. I will say yeah. on that point that I I enjoyed Batman, and I'll put enjoyed in quotation marks. I enjoyed <laughs> Batman v Superman more than I did three years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I I now that I know the tone, I've gotten used to it. You know the the lack of fun and the grappling with more serious issues. Okay, I can appreciate it. I, I know what they're trying to do. You know, it's a very Grant Morrison kind of approach to superheroes, which I, I appreciate. I may not enjoy or get into, but okay, I could see what they're doing. So I was kind of okay with the tone this time because I knew what to expect. Yeah. Also, I think Justice League tried to match the tone that like a lot of people wanted, and it was just a, it was a car wreck. Yeah, yeah. it was Joss Whedon's car wreck. And, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's it's painful to watch. Yeah. Um, I can't I think, wait to rewatch it. Unfortunately, yeah. the problem is with DC is they're trying to course correct, and it's way too difficult at this point. You know, you watch you watch the first couple of movies of this franchise, and they're totally different. I would much rather have DC movies that all kind of have a different like feel to them. So I don't know. Like I wouldn't mind like Batman as a detective. Let's watch the Batman detective movie. Let's watch the Superman hopeful optimistic one. Let's watch you know whatever it is. I will give it to this for Zack Snyder that tonally he is very consistent in his films, even though it's not necessarily in initially a tone that I appreciated. At least he's consistent. So I am interested to see what his Justice League will look like, because I'm sure he will continue that same tone that he established in the previous two movies. You know, but then now we've got like See, now we've also got like Shazam and, and Birds of Prey and everything, which are tonally different, but I guess they can exist in their own little corner of, of the DC universe, too. Yeah, but you know what? I think it works because Shazam still had a dark... Like, as 
Shazam was a very good balance of the lighthearted and the darker kind of tone. They did a much better job balancing. It wasn't perfect, but you know, I'm um, thinking of that but, boardroom scene yeah. where those monsters came That's in little, and just well, ate it. Like that was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. that was because he's a horror director. That guy. Yeah. So yeah. like, and you know, Aquaman does a really like a much better job at you know this is that was James yeah. Wan. Oh was yeah. Wan? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's got that. Uh, what, what's that universe? The horror universe that James Wan does. Uh, uh, Annabelle. Yeah, the Conjuring and all that. I, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. But um, but that, see that that's the problem though is like you have DC which just goes we're going super dark with everything even though their characters are not dark that that's yeah. their again problem. that's why we're missing there's a movie missing whether it's yeah. a, a standalone Batman movie or a, a Man of Steel two there was something missing between this movie I would have much rather seen a Batman movie a, a, the perfect Batman movie for this would have been takes place like a day before the Battle of Metropolis. And like the movie takes place, and you see flashbacks. You see a young Batman. You see where he is now. The death of the Waynes. Because I also, <laughs> and yeah, do the death of the Waynes in that well, movie. See, and, yeah. And this is, I'm just thinking about this too. Is that like in terms of the like, what works for me most in this movie are the Batman scenes. But I think because tonally the it matches, like Superman, this tone doesn't necessarily match for me yeah. because you know if you think about it, super Superman's logo represents hope. What, he doesn't seem to represent hope. You know, he's when yeah. you see him saving all those people in the beginning, he looks just like put upon and hopeless. And he's not a symbol of hope. Like, you know, when they build that huge monument to him in the middle of Metropolis, why would they? He doesn't represent anything. He yeah. caused that. Okay. Yeah. So here, here's my, 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 just my, my thoughts about Superman in this movie. Cause I'm a huge Superman fan. Of course. He is probably arguably my favorite superhero of all time. Um, there's a lot Superman's a lot like a firefighter in this or a police officer where he's this is only two years into his career like he's he's literally just starting off and I know we brought it up in Man of Steel like Man of Steel is like oh I just got this suit oh my god alien invasion um, in this movie he's constantly thinking you know everything I do has this negative and it's very reflective of our times unfortunately like and that, I think that's also a, an issue you know you don't see it in the Captain America movies because everybody loves Captain America. Like, he's a national symbol. You know, people would be really weary of an alien literally dropped down from the skies with God powers and was like, I'm just here to help everyone. Like, in, in modern society, yeah. we just see, we would not see it that way. And I think Zack Snyder took that idea and maybe went a little too far yeah. with it. But, you know, this is a Superman where he finds his, his own hope at the end of the movie. He says it to Lois. He's like, this is my world and you're my world. And he ends up making the ultimate sacrifice because they they literally said that Doomsday was going to he can't kill him. The ultimate unnecessary sacrifice <laughs> to a, to a point. Absolutely, I, I Why completely didn't he agree. Just throw it. Yeah. What if he missed? <laughs> then he'd pick it up again and throw it again. What it's... if he didn't have a chance to? He also knew that Doomsday could kill him. He killed Zod. He knows for I, a fact that that yeah. that that creature could have killed him. Yes, could he have thrown it and hoped for the best? Absolutely. But thankfully, we have a, a psychic uh, Lois Lane who just knew that he needed Yeah, that one was weird. Yeah. I can't even defend that one. <laughs> um, yeah. It was you glowing. Know, I, she for, went, ooh, pretty light. What's that? that no, doesn't know what we're talking about, um, Lois Lane, for some reason, when she has the staff, just throws it into the water, which doesn't make any sense why she does that. And then on I, th the, I think her getting rid of it makes total sense. She knows it could kill but him. How, could, yeah. how is throwing it into the water getting rid of it? Who was going to find it? Aquaman? That would yeah, have been even better. That, that Honestly, so, that that's what should have happened yes, was he should have just been like, hey, and booyah. Then 
she is on the other side of this entire battle, and somehow she knows, oh, there's a plan to kill Doomsday with this spear, so I'm going to go get it. How she knows that is way beyond any of yeah, our Yeah, I mean, the, the closest you can argue is that she saw them trying to get back there. Like, that's the closest. Like, she saw them coming back towards where they were. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, I think, like, Paul but going, says, even he can't defend that one. No, 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 that's, no, no. Going, going back, though, to Superman, like, the, the whole movie, it's him... Like they 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 say it in the montage. What if he's just a guy trying to do the right thing? And like it's hard. Like he throughout the movie, like, he is. I would like to see him enjoying doing the right thing. But yeah. you know what? Unfortunately, in this movie, it's it's based on the story, and it's based around the story. Like um, when that bomb goes off in the Senate, and he's not doing anything for just a couple of seconds. Like it's just because he's like, this is my fault. Like you, you can't even imagine what he sees right now because they don't show it. They don't show like human bodies on fire and people. And then even when he start when he's pulling people out, because in the extended version you see him carrying people out. Um, everybody's looking at him like this is on you, man. And he's like, I'm just I came here because it was the right thing, and in coming here it caused this bomb. And now I'm trying to save people, and everybody's looking at me the wrong way. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't feel hopeful too. But he the whole point is this is also a Superman story. Unfortunately, it's more of a Batman story. Yeah, I, yeah. The Batman port- <laughs> should just been called way better Batman. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. It shouldn't have Superman in title because Superman doesn't. I mean, he does stuff, but he does nothing for the plot or anything like that yeah. in this movie. I, I I'll disagree, but I understand what you're saying. Like you look at the opening scenes. The, the first opening scene we we talked about Bruce Wayne running into that debris field is still one of my favorite superhero I moments. Concede on that. Yes, uh, like e- any. I love uh, I love uh, the everything wrong with videos. And everything great about videos, yeah. And they both pointed out those scenes and how great it was. Yeah, to I see. rewatched the Cinemasins one last night, and, and even yeah. he said this is just awesome to it's, see him running. And it, yeah, it is. I think it's it's a common, and also like that scene establishes exactly what's going on. Bruce Wayne doesn't know how many aliens are there, what's happening, why the fighting stops, why it continues, why his building just fell down. I yeah. Mean, I was just glad that he gave permission for all those people in his building to leave. Yeah. Well, I don't know what their safety <laughs> procedure was. Could have been safe. Clearly, you can't leave unless Mr. Wayne tells you. Haven't yeah, you ever right? heard of a hold in place? You work at a school. What's a lockdown? Yeah, but we transitioned from a hold in, actually in our school. I know. Somebody needs to make that call, though. Uh, teachers are allowed to. Oh, that's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> in fact, we have on the back of, and this is, I'm sharing too much of my personal life, on the back of our badges, we have um, instructions on how to initiate a lockdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Personally. Yeah, teachers are allowed to do yeah. that. But um, that opening scene really kind of sets up everything we need to know about Bruce Wayne and why he is, like, he's holding a child whose parents just died. As he sees Superman and Zod blasting through buildings, you know we we Rob you you brought up a few times the uh, the imagery that's evoked mm-hmm. by all that destruction. Imagine being one of the only people that could do something about it, watching it helplessly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was neat. Like I I, I I would argue, and I think many would agree with me that that you know because some people will say, oh well, this was the plan all along. I don't know about that. I think it was a course correction for the criticism that came from Man of Steel and the, just the wanted yes. destruction. But see, that I came. think it was more just a WB guys going, "Hey, um, can you do us a favor?" Yeah, yeah. I, like, I think it was. I think um, a lot of the story structure was still there and was always Zack yeah. Snyder's vision. I still think it was w- well handled, though, in giving us another perspective of the end of Man of Steel from Batman's perspective, and I think that was neat, and it did set up. Batman's motivation. Absolutely. Yes. Which I would argue is the only 
character in this entire movie that actually has clearly defined motivations. I, I agree to yes. a point, you know, you know, because the thing about this Batman especially is it's he's still in the mission for yeah. 20 years. He's been doing this like he's he, there is nothing else in his life. Yeah. I mean, I really do think that murder man. I mean, Batman is completely <laughs> not handled well um, and, and that, you know, there are some scenes that I I just can't excuse or, or explain away but I will say that at least he has a very clear motivation for controlling Batman because he talks about you know if you have a 1% chance of you know like and that is a frightening thing if you have a being that can literally destroy the earth several times over you would want to put a check and balance on it and again oh, yeah. it goes back to the Civil War argument from Marvel that you know if, if you have these heroes that are uh, all powerful we should have a series of checks and balances and there should be some regular on them and mm -hmm. I like that concept I yeah. think that's good and I also like they don't spell it out as much in the in the standard version more in the ultimate edition that Lex Luthor is also kind of pushing a little bit onto Batman now let's let, let's talk about Lex Luthor really quick please um, so because I think if anything the easiest conversation is to have with this movie is Batman because I think we can all agree that it's we handled let, really well we enjoy yes. him it's a great Batman movie it's, it's clearly motivated but the visually it, it's fantastic yeah. um, even yes. even him in the mech suit was I, beautiful i would argue that it is strange that he is just murdering people left and right all right so before we even talk about lex then yeah there there's precedent in the comics you know every comic book character or at least most of them have killed um i mean nobody said a word in wonder woman when she mowed because they were germans and they were bad and world war one <laughs> the only thing that would have been worse is if they were nazis uh, we don't condone killing on the multiverse fancast. Just throwing that out there, but um, oh, maybe not Nazis. But <laughs> um, if any Nazis are listening, no, yeah, right. <laughs> so like every Captain yes, we America, we are not Nazi friendly no. in our listenership. No, not no. even a little. <laughs> um, Captain America kills. Iron Man kills. Right. Like we've seen every superhero kill, but, not but to the extent. Hold on, hold okay. on. It's not even the extent. It's because the Dark Knight trilogy, which is arguably the most one of the most popular superhero franchises ever. Yeah, um, I, I'd even say those three movies rival the MCU. Two, three, two. There's three movies, sweetheart. There's only two. We don't recognize the third. We recognize <laughs> it because it does have its merits. We've we've discussed it. Is it. profoundly yeah. stupid. It's it's its plot is maybe even worse than this one. But um, you know, like the Dark Knight trilogy, it for a lot of people, even the casual Batman fans. Like that that established we don't kill, we don't use guns. Batman's killed in the comics. He, yeah. He right. hung a mentally ill person from the Batwing. Like uh, singular. Uh that but hold scene on. in the warehouse, he easily mows down forty people. Yeah. There wasn't there wasn't even forty people in there. You've seen you've seen the video where they do the counter yeah, of but, how many people yeah, actually but Batman died. but I, I want to establish that Bat there's precedent for Batman killing. Like there there's precedent. And also this is this is 20 years of doing this. And well, the whole point of this is at the end, instead of branding Lex Luthor, he he shows that that's his character moment, that he's reinvigorated. That's also why, and we're jumping all over the place. Yeah, we are. Um, that's all right. They that's don't care. also why he doesn't kill it's, Superman. It just seems so uncharacteristic to be killing that many people. I, I think the thing is, like you said, all superheroes kill. Yes, they do, but like in like a by proxy kind of way. Not not necessarily intentional all the time, but in this movie, he is doing like brutal yeah. killings, like I, almost like, like putting a bomb in a clown's uh, waistband in Batman Returns and smiling about it. 
Yeah. Well, what about <laughs> the neck going? snapping? <laughs> I'm, I'm just. Like, all right. See, with with the at least with the neck snapping, it was something where this is my last and only option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might not agree that it was, but at least it was played out that way. Whereas, you know, what Batman is doing, he is arguing that all of the people I just murdered are beyond any kind of redemption. There is no, you know, rehabilitating them whatsoever. So I'm just going to kill them. Where I think you could argue that through re- rehabilitation with a lot of those criminals, you could have brought them to a point Hold where on. they were productive I'm gonna, members I'm of society. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh-oh. We've seen it in the comics. It's been countless debates about whether or not Batman creates the villains or the villains created mm. Batman, like that internal circle. Right. He's also 20 years, right? How many times do you think he's caught the Joker to put him into Arkham for him to escape again? Like once. All, yeah, probably. Just, just one time. Just one Perhaps time. more than that. But... um. You have. To, I, I always look at it like this Batman has, has seen this time and time and time again. It's one of the most frustrating things about our, our criminal justice system in the real world. Criminals walk out like nothing happens. Yeah. So imagine, like I can, un, again, and also Batman spells this out in the very beginning. We're criminals. We've always been criminals. Criminals are like weeds, Alfred. He says that. Yeah. You, you pluck one out, another one grows. Right. And then I would argue with next is, are you suggesting then that Alfred is complicit. I think Alfred is the only person in this movie to constantly call out Bruce Wayne, and he even says, "You're get, you're going too far." Right? Because he he might say that, but he also enables him by saying, "I'll take over the ship from here." Because I thought yeah. in that moment Alfred was going to just start murdering people. <laughs> no, too. he just used it as a diving board. Yeah, for one of the coolest shots in the movies when he goes through the, the skyline, it was really cool. But um, you know. Talking about Alfred too, like they have a long history. They've right. been doing this, you know. And he's he's an enabler at at this point. Well, Alfred always technically was. Even look at look at the Dark Knight trilogy. He even says we burned the forest down. Yeah, you know, Alfred is always Alfred has always been supportive and believed in Batman's mission. You know, but also in this movie, like I said, and and most of the Batman movies, Alfred's always the one that calls him out. Like you're not you're wrong. Who's who would say that to Batman? Yeah. Yeah. But um on a side note, side note. And this is not this won't lead us to anything. Um looking <laughs> at Alfred and Batman in their cave, did they build that themselves? No idea. Because if well, they did build very it impressive. themselves, very yeah. impressive. Clearly they didn't build it themselves. So who are the contractors that they In the comics they've always had different stories. Like sometimes it's we hire a bunch of different independent contractors to do segments and pieces. Um, and then ship them there? I have no idea. But it, the comics you know, again, have always been a little... It goes back to yeah. the whole you know, Return of the Jedi that when they blew up the Death Star, they just blew up like plumbers and contractors. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I will say that the, the Batcave in this is really cool. I it do is. Yes, it that, is. But it was clearly built by architects and professionals, oh, yeah. not by Alfred. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do... One of the, the best touches in that is every time he goes down the elevator, he has to walk by the damaged Robin suit. Mm. That's a very... Yeah. Again, another indication of where he is at this point. Yeah. But... um. Let's talk about the desert scene with Superman. And then we'll get to Lex Luthor. Yes. Yes. That's where we were heading. (laughs) Well, this is segueing into it because the Ultimate Edition does much better with this, unfortunately. Help me understand this. Okay. So in the desert scene, uh, Lois Lane, she's she's interviewing this warlord. They find out that Jimmy Olsen is uh, the photographer. Not Jimmy Olsen. Does he say his name? No. Okay. So, no, he's right. unnamed in that. Because in the Ultimate, he does say, hi, I'm Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Jimmy Olsen is apparently a CIA operative. 
and is murdered. And is murdered, yeah. Like I think they changed that though so that they could leave the door open eventually for Jimmy Olsen. Very important p- character in the uh the mythos of Superman, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. But right, um, you understand the stream sequence. This is I'm not talking about the nightmare sequence. Oh, no. talking about the opening scene. Oh, the opening in with the desert. Uh, oh, that desert scene. Yes. Oh, okay. There's two desert scenes in yes, this movie. Yes, there is. <laughs> but um so Superman comes in and he saves the day, et cetera, et cetera. And they cut to interviews of people like he came like thunder and and like he has to defend himself like I didn't kill those people right. and I remember seeing the theatrical cut going why would they think he killed them right where's yeah. the ultimate in the ultimate KG Beast lights them all on fire and utilizes flamethrowers to simulate heat vision so and Superman also destroys I think two drones coming through to save Lois so that's why everybody thinks that Superman came in and just blasted people away. Yeah, it does make more sense in the ultimate of like, okay, this is why there's such a tide against Superman. And then they also, the that one witness who gets pushed in front of the subway, her her story is fleshed out in the ultimate edition yes. too. So it, it makes a lot there's more a lot, sense. In the ultimate edition, there's a lot more investigating and mm-hmm. even, even Clark Kent doing more reporting work. And that's why he's so against Batman. Um, and Batman doing a little bit more investigative work, which is why he's so against Superman. I, it's such a shame that this was not the yeah. movie we got. But um, so let's talk about Lex Luthor and his his grand plans. I I need to understand his plan because I cannot figure out what he's trying to do. Ronnie, thoughts on Lex Luthor? <laughs> um, now you talking about the character, or you talk, do you want to talk about? Eisenberg, the choice of Eisenberg. You can go either way. <laughs> um, I, I didn't like Eisen. I okay, maybe I shouldn't say I didn't like Eisenberg, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna need some help with this. Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I get what they were trying to do. They, they with, with I, casting Eisenberg. Yes. Yes. All right. Quick personal story. Um, I met Jesse. I, I met Jesse Eisenberg about three or four months before the movie came out. Um, I, I went and saw him. He was doing a, uh, a reading from a book that he was putting out called uh, Bream. I think it's called Bream Gives Me the Hiccups, I think was the name of the book. Um, he was, po- it was some poetry and some prose and everything. And it was admirable that he was doing that. So I went to go see him there. And afterwards I approached him and, and I talked, I asked him about Batman and Superman and, you know, how we were excited for his portrayal and everything. Yeah. And, and uh, I asked him to actually say hi to, to Timmy on my phone and his actually his publicist stepped in and she's like, I don't think we can do that. And I'm like, oh, sorry. But he was, he was very nice and very cordial. Um, had I seen the movie before that, I would have um, been punching him in the face at that moment. <laughs> All right. So let's, we, as typical on the multiverse fan cast, we do like the pros and the cons. We will, yeah. we will definitely discuss because as we do the punching in the faces. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I think the problem with Eisenberg was it not. I, I say it wasn't his fault. It was the way he was written. I I agree to a point. Because I've seen Eisenberg in, in other stuff, and he can, yeah. he does have some acting chops. He can do yeah. Oh yeah, he's yes. a great Zuckerberg. Unfortunately, that's who he was in this. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was he was Jesse Eisenberg. Like I, I like, yeah. He was he was what happens when Mark Zuckerberg wants to take over the world. He so you're does. talking about yeah, him right now? Oh, sorry. Uh, so 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 we're talking about current Mark Zuckerberg. We're never gonna would get monetized. Have, Stop. Would he have made a who good cares? Joker? I actually think yeah he will. I think if he had it, gone into it, oh I, he's not really like yeah. he's the Joker. I, I, that would have been interesting. I could see because it, it was a little mix of both 
because you you did have some Lex Luthor type moments from Eisenberg, but then like with, with the with the giggling and stuff yeah. that was very Joker esque. So here here's my thoughts in especially in today's society, like society openly accepts social abnormalities or social differences, right? This Lex Luthor clearly has some sort of anxiety or social challenges, and he's that's on why the spectrum. He's he's yeah. definitely to a point. Um, now, for me, this Lex Luthor, if he had dropped this whole quirky, <laughs> like if he had yeah. literally when he was talking to Superman on the rooftop, if he same monologue, exact same dialogue, except him just stoic and you know, and literally just saying at the very beginning. Nobody's ever gonna believe you about crazy Lex eccentric. I'll do you one better? Do Imagine me one better. That monologue being done by, say, Brian Cranston. It would have been great. Yes. It, or I, uh, John Hamm. Yeah. Yeah. Those would have been great choices. So I, I think that would have saved the performance I, I, of Lex. Luthor. I think the thing too is they were probably my my guess is going for a young Lex Luthor, which I'm fine with. Not 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 a season one because again, Superman in this is thirty four. It, it it's a That's young old Henry Cavill is yeah uh, no I just kind of he's in Man of Steel he says he's thirty three he's been on Earth oh, for thirty three okay. years yeah and um this takes place eighteen months after yeah okay. so so you have a young quote unquote yeah, young Superman so so it only makes sense that you have yourself a young Lex Luthor he was so, so I, like he he came across though as like a sixteen year old though like yeah he, like seeing him like I'm thinking of that moment when he's like you know uh, Clark Kent meets uh, yes. Bruce Wayne. I love bringing people together. Yeah. He seemed like a child amongst yeah. those guys. It, it, so it, it was very. He he almost seemed very like bipolar ish in this movie, and and not in a a, a you know like in a very stereotypical way. Yes. Too. So yeah. let me. This is just off the top of my head. There are a lot of parallels in this movie between the characters. Um, I just again, it's it's the weakness of a okay scripts not the best script yeah so you have superman who's having trouble who wants to be a not even a hero he just wants to be part of this planet he wants to be part of earth so he's he's trying to be what the people of earth want and you know mama what's her face has uh mama kent she has yeah. a great monologue you know be be their hero be their angel be their whatever they want you to be or don't yeah. you don't have to be yeah. But that's what he wants. He wants to be. Part, he wants a place on Earth. He's alone. There's nobody else like him. And then you have Bruce Wayne, who can't humanize Superman. He doesn't know Superman's Clark Kent. Yeah. I'm sure he suspects, but you know, he just sees an alien. He just sees a threat. And it's not until he realizes that that Clark has a human family. Well, Martha, we know <laughs> that that that's when he humanizes it's Superman. His yeah. Well, it's not even. It's not even that. Like you see it when he says Martha, Batman's openly confused. He's like, "What? What are you? T why would you? What?" Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> adding. You, we, we brought this up. Then you have Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor says it. He's, he was abused as a child. His father yeah. literally abused him as a child. They I, lived I, in some backwater country, yeah, where yeah. they had to show flowers at a parade every Sunday to Zach tyrants. Snyder is clearly playing the whole parent issues card yeah. here. But unfortunately, that's also comic book characters yeah, like 90 percent of your comic book characters they don't have a family superman was actually an outlier where he had like there are sometimes you know papa kent he's dead and then other times he has both parents yeah. but lex luther spells it out in his monologue that he 
he prayed to God to save him from his father. Like he says it, he's like, no, no man in the sky intervenes when I was a boy. All right. So, so now he has that embodiment of yeah. God. So what is Lex Luthor's motivation and plan in this film? His motivation is just he wants to kill. He's angry at God, and now he again it goes back so to he's this projecting on Superman exactly. And I even it's just like what I said about Batman. Imagine being the one person in the world that can actually do something about Superman and not being able to in that opening scene. So. For me, and this is just my opinion. I've never heard any confirmation about this. It's just Lex finally has an outlet for this rage he's had. Like, you even see it in the scene with uh, when he's talking to Holly Hunter in the den, talking about his dad right. and, yeah. the, you know, the wayward thoughts of orphan children. No, like, he had all the... Unfortunately, he's a character that has clear mental disorder, unlimited funds, and a genius intelligence, and he was never able to get closure. And apparently, clip. Kryptonian savvy because he knows how to get in the ship and yeah. he knows what to do. And well, the, how the, to... the fingerprint thing. <laughs> well, they, they never say uh, why he learns, like how he figured out the fingerprint right. things. Which but, you know what? I'll I'll give you the fingerprint thing. That's fine. You know he. Probably... But when he goes in there, that computer asks him like what he wants, and like we have the intelligence of twelve billion star systems, and he's like, "Teach me." Well, first of all, when he goes in there, he is somehow able to you know because he even says like you know. The computer said something about giving it permission to Lex Luthor or something like yeah. how it even does that or knows yeah. that. Or yeah, there's a lot of. Con I guess overall, what I'm saying is there's a lot of convolution in this entire. Film. There's also a lot yeah. of assumption. So yeah. like we don't know what he went into that ship asking. He could have, like, or what he was even doing in there. So yeah. I I have theories. If you guys would like to hear, mm -hmm. nah, uh, yeah, no, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie checked out 47 minutes ago, but um. Theory one is that he went in there and he wanted to create life. What what better way to get back at God than by playing God? Okay. So that that's always, that's my first theory. And then my second theory, plain and simple, basic Lex Luthor, how can I kill Superman? How can I kill a full power Kryptonian? Mm -hmm. And the computer was like, Here, this is you can do this. Then if he accomplishes that with Doomsday, what's the purpose of going further? Doomsday was the backup plan. His original plan was Batman. He wanted Batman to kill Superman, and he wanted to he wanted to prove that a man can do it, and he knew he couldn't. No, I'm I'm telling oh, you, no, yeah. I'm not, all I'm this not is laughing like at, at you. I'm laughing at the fact that to come up with a plan that would accomplish those ends and what he tries to do, there's it relies on so much. There's a lot of chance, a yeah. lot of happenstance, um, and you can you can argue a lot of movies do that where everything has to happen perfectly. Um, I do like that he had a backup plan. But like he could have just done the backup plan. Yeah. Um, like it, it does. It just it it counts on so many coincidences happening and so much chance that it seems just not realistic. And and the movie just tells you to go with it because movies got a movie. <laughs> movies got a movie. The rule of cool abides. We wanted to see Batman and Superman throw punches, which doesn't happen until about an hour and a half in, right? Yeah. So that that's a mild tweak for me for this movie. Um, I would have much rather. Again, we didn't need the death of Superman. They were rushing to Justice League. Justice League in this, and we've seen it in the last uh, Zack Snyder trailer, yeah. where the death of Superman leads to Justice League. That's yes. why Steppenwolf comes to Earth. That's what uh, Darkseid's after. Um, but if they had just, if they had instead, like this is just a mild tweak, if instead of having the world turning against Superman, 
I think Lex Luthor should have created Brainiac, or not Brainiac, uh, Bizarro, mm-hmm. like an in, like a, a clone of of Superman who was out doing stupid things. Oh, yeah, like, like secretly, and people were like, "Look at that Superman!" That's Superman. Yeah. And then the ending fight should have been the three of them. You could still do the Trinity going against uh, Bizarro, and also um, the the security guard who loses his legs. Yes, yeah, Sco- they yeah. Scoot McNary's character. They should have made him Metallo. Okay. I would have much rather preferred. Yeah. So, I've I've rewritten this movie. Very, Clearly. But then would you be introducing way too many people? Uh, to a point. I, this, and that's why I they think, needed another movie. Yeah, I yeah. think this, this soon in the franchise, it would have been too many people. But yes. yeah. I think if they had done a Batman movie before this, and the Batman movie literally ended with Alfred going like going down to the Batcave and being like, sir, there's an attack on Metropolis yeah, right now. Yeah, that would have made sense. That yes. would have been, and then cut right to the next movie. That would have been great. And then if they had done this movie where Batman and Superman have their title fight halfway through, then they like same you could still do the Martha stuff, you could still do a lot of that stuff, but the movie halfway through, then they realize that something's not right, and that's when they team up. And also if Bizarro was out doing Superman things, then it would have lended more to why Batman wants to stop him. Here's an interesting thought. What if the movie wasn't called Batman v Superman and it was just called Dawn of Justice? It should have been. Yes. And then and also if the marketing people at WB didn't play up, this is the big fight you've been waiting for. Then I think we would have been a bit more open to it because it would have been about Batman and Superman outmaneuvering one another. Yeah. And yeah. then eventually and teaming up and investigating halfway yeah. through. Like and then getting to Lex's office and he's just like Oh, you guys are gonna arrest me? Okay, click Bizarro and and uh, all right. All right speaking of, of convolution stuff, help me understand this one. Hit me. Um, how does everyone know everyone's secret identity in regards to what? Because they because they well, look first the of all, Lex Luthor knows who that Superman is. Clark. He King. does know who both of them are. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Bruce Wayne. How does he know that? Because they look the same. <laughs> Did you see the Jimmy Fallon uh, bit? No. Jimmy Fallon does I think a great I did, bit. Actually, uh, years ago. Oh, you're Batman. Hey, yeah. you're Superman. Yes, I did see that. Okay. Really, really funny stuff. But um, I I think it's fair to assume that Lex is just like you see Bruce Wayne studying Batman. In fact, I never noticed this until it was pointed out to me. The when uh, he first hits him with the kryptonite and they start fighting, he does the same moves he does against Zod. So Batman counters exactly how Zod did because he was you actually see him studying that exact shot over and over again to see how Superman fights. Just a nice little nuance that I noticed. Because, like, like in the in the in the fight between the two of them, like he calls him Bruce, and I'm like, how does he know that? Yeah, yeah. The, in all honesty, all he had to do was like, I X-rayed your mask the yes. first time we met. Yeah, yeah. which uh, they've done in uh, a lot of different media. Which I, I'm okay with that. I could understand that. I my bigger issue was how does Lex know who everybody is? Because they he's never smart. Because <laughs> well, no, smartness. Unfortunately, yeah. like. He, like we we said, he's got a, he's got some sort of disorder where I'm sure he's he's meticulous, like very like once he fixates on something, obviously he yeah, almost right. ends the world fixating on Superman. So I think it's you can assume that he's just that he's he is smart in this movie. Like he does, yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, unfortunately, he wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he like yeah, he's locked up in Arkham, but he won. And you know, say what you in the extended cut, you see he's actually communicating with Steppenwolf at the very end. Steppenwolf's original design too. Yeah, yeah. So the one we're gonna see, but um, yeah, they never really say it. You just have to assume it's because he's 
he's clever enough See, or and that's, yeah. that's the problem I have with this movie is because a lot we, of assumption we, too, we chalk up too many things to oh it's because he's smart oh it's because he's crazy yeah like there and that's where I have an issue that Lex doesn't have a clear motivation in this that it's just like you know like that's why if he was playing the Joker it would have made more sense because yeah. the Joker's idea is that he just enjoys chaos mm-hmm. well whereas Lex Luthor usually has his eyes on the presidency or something like yeah. in the comics well, he's got I, a goal an yeah. end goal I think, other than just destruction. I, I don't think he, I think his motivation was there is this God that is creating this destruction and now he's become a threat to humanity. And in, so, yeah, so that, that is his that. reasoning. By creating another threat to humanity by bringing Darkseid? Doomsday. Doomsday. No, Darkseid, I'm thinking. Uh, who knows? Uh, he, again, they never address that. Because he's in there because he at the end is saying the bell's been rung. It's, you know, he's yeah. coming. Because... Yeah. If if it is to get rid of a threat to humanity, why introduce another threat to humanity in Darkseid? I, I I think I think it turned on him. I think he thought that Batman was going to be on his side and he was gonna let Lex walk free after all this. Cause at the beginning of the movie, you have Batman like, we gotta get rid of Superman because of the destruction. And so Lex is thinking, oh, someone who's thinking exactly like I am about this god. So if we team up, get rid of this god, we're buddy-buddy, he'll turn his cheek. I would have enjoyed that a lot more than just him writing on returned checks. Yeah. (laughs) But that was another smart play, though, uh, leaving the notes for... But it is something that Bruce Wayne doesn't discover until, like, the very... like. He'd been doing it for two years, and Bruce Wayne doesn't discover but again, it, it until it, the last moment. But also, that was Lex like, I'm going to throw out a lot of different pieces. Yeah. And I, I also like when they throw out something that it didn't work. And it only worked because now this guy's a national hero. You know, they, they make Wally. And, uh, Wally, I think is I forget. I think so. Because I was everybody's like, Wally West? No. <laughs> I, I remember him as Scoot. Yeah. That's the actor's he, um, name. They, he took the national spotlight. So I think that's it was all part of his plan. It just it didn't manifest until the right time. Um, and I, I and also it was really cool seeing him just go through all these and then it finally ends with you let your family die. Like and you see you see Bruce Wayne again, another moment where he's taken on villains. Like he this is twenty years. He's beaten, you know, all these different Killer Croc, you know, all these characters, and he's watching. I mean, imagine Batman feeling helpless again. He Batman has never has not felt helpless, and that's part of his motivation since his parents oh, yeah. died. No, no, Batman clearly motivated. Yeah, um, but um, let's talk about his other motivation during this, which who, is Batman. Yeah, Batman. Okay. Martha. No, we're uh. we're gonna get to. We'll do like a whole <laughs> segment on Martha, but the nightmare sequence. Yes. So, the nightmare sequences uh, started with the world engine sound effect, which they use in this movie to indicate that he is having a dr- that he's not. It's not part of the actual movie. It's a dream sequence. Can you explain that for listeners? Because I didn't know it until you explained it to me. So whenever Bruce Wayne is going into, like, he has a dream, a nightmare in the beginning with uh, the bat monster coming out of the crypt, like, whether or not he's afraid he's becoming this monster, all those scenes start off with a cut to black and the sound of the world engine from Man of Steel going off, uh, that electric hum. Right, Which people. Is, is not something I noticed until he Paul pointed it out to me, and now I have to go back and look for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you some of the yeah. scenes with it. But um, so he has this vision while he's decoding data of a potential future where not only is Superman a bad guy, but also the world is just destroyed. Um, I love the trench coat Batman though. That that guy. Yeah, it's got. It's got. I need to get the Funko Pop head of that. Yeah, the yeah. Apocalypse Batman. So <laughs> they're trying to get Kryptonite to kill Superman now. According to 
this is not confirmed, but apparently in Justice League, Darkseid wins and takes control of Superman using the anti-life equation. Yeah. And that's why Superman's a tyrant in this. So Batman's a freedom fighter. He's working with uh, you know, a bunch of others, and it's a it's a great sequence. I just think it it was not put to the scene itself is great but the buildup and the structure of it oh and my gosh it, it the, exists of course it exists <laughs> <laughs> i had to look this up there is actually a funko pop of this batman in this nightmare sequence in the trench coat. oh yeah, yeah. that's actually kind of cool it's yeah, really it cool i'm looking forward to seeing it with more. the goggles yeah in justice oh league gosh. yeah it's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome but um so that that's the whole point of the nightmare sequence and then the flash appears to tell him it's apparently nightmare batman yeah so yeah. apparently the Flash coming back is what triggers Batman seeing that reality. So, okay. you know, something to do with the speed force and time travel and... Help me answer this. Yes. Why is the Flash thing a dream? I Maybe Batman just can't perceive it or maybe he actually, like, passes out like during it. A dream in yeah, a dream. It's, and it's, yeah. it's really Why weird. Why this need to be a dream? Why couldn't this have just been... Like, I don't understand what the thought process was behind that. Yeah, and especially because then when Batman wakes up, you see papers floating in the back. Yeah. to indicate yeah. that it was it did actually happen so I mean they can easily explain it unfortunately here, here's here's my issue with the DCEU as a whole we had a lot of build up and a lot of build up but we never got our payoff and answers in Justice League for which all, were fingers crossed yeah for all we know they could show the opposite end of that in Justice League where Batman's sending the flashback and he's literally saying Lois is the key not even that Lois is the key but this is going to mess with young me's head like I have to do it in a you dream. have to do it exactly this way otherwise because they've never re- they haven't explained the speed force yet it you know in the flash even in the flash when he time travels yeah. it's always different sometimes he's the only flash there then other times there's multiple flashes there then other times it's well you can't change things and then other times oh everything's changing the speed force is a is a once time travels involved it gets convoluted and, and yeah. until you say the actual rules you don't know what the rules are yeah there are no rules. That's the thing. There are no rules. <laughs> there aren't, though. I really hope in Justice League we get the opposite end of that with explanation. You know what rule I would like explained? What's that? Um, Superman's selective hearing. <laughs> in regards to what? <laughs> well, because Lex Luthor's plan is clearly dependent upon Superman's selective hearing. Because he hears Lois Lane in the desert, and he knows he should come in to rescue her. Well, I, I will argue that he was already close enough. Okay. Why doesn't he hear his elderly mother getting abducted? Different state? <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or I, I, I'm with you. Why doesn't he hear Lois Lane getting abducted the second time? Oh, I don't think Lex maybe Luther. He, he just wasn't because he like, was up he, in he was up in Alaska. Remember? But he's but yet he's close enough to rescue her when she fall. He was coming back. Building. He was coming. No, back. no, like he he Tra- had his moment. Time. Yeah, <laughs> he had his moment where can't Superman though fly around the Earth really really fast. Oh yeah, probably. Okay, so we, we never tra- see- why travel time. Yeah, I don't know. Just let it happen. <laughs> Just let it happen at this point. But um, with with regards to Martha Kent being held, I will say Lex Luthor knows that Superman can't see through lead. In the Ultimate right. Edition, they actually specific. Apparently, Wally's uh, wheelchair was lead lined, so you could, yes. he couldn't see the bomb. That's why oh, I yeah, couldn't yeah, see. It. Yep. Yeah. In the ultimate. So I would even if they just said she's at a lead factory in Gotham, <laughs> like we laugh, but but something I, else I didn't notice. Oh, there's an Ace Chemical factory. Why wouldn't yeah. there be a lead factory? Janice, yeah, right. Yeah. But um, they also Batman makes his smoke grenades yeah. with lead. 
you actually see when he's putting them down on the table, oh, yeah. the the element name for lead is on it. And that's yeah. why when he drops that smoke grenade, Superman has to go through it. Okay, another another help help me understand mm-hmm. this too. Um the what what does kryptonite actually do to Superman? Uh it decays his cells. So in this it, it they say that it breaks down it breaks down Kryptonian cells. All right, but doesn't kryptonite come from Krypton? Yes. Doesn't it isn't it just like stuff that's laying around Krypton, right? No, it's uh, Krypton's in the original iteration. It was Krypton's irradiated pieces. Ah, so I did not the, know that. Yeah, okay. so it's the radiation that kills Superman, okay. and I it's also dangerous to Kryptonite humans. Kryptonite was just a chunk of Krypton. It, it technically is, but it's been irradiated by the destruction of it. Ah, which is why it has that effect on him. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, doesn't it just return? Doesn't Krypton just return him to his original state that he's on? No, Krypton? red red sun yeah. will like a red sun radiation okay. in the comics would. Uh, he's powerless under a red sun like so a normal. Kryptonian. Help me understand this too. Then Bre- breathing, and I'm not trolling you. I'm actually no, 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 curious. No. Um, breathing in kryptonite has a temporary effect. Yes. Um, so they they've done that. This was actually from the Dark Knight Returns okay. comic. Uh, Green Arrow actually shoots a kryptonite arrow that does the same thing. Like he catches it and everything, and it pops. Okay. So in this, it's just, it's um, it's just not as effective. It's really just to weaken him enough. Because also Batman had limited kryptonite, so I'm sure like right. most of it went into the spear. So because that's a surefire way to kill right. someone, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but um, I think he used whatever he had create left. Create kryptonian brass knuckles. In the comics, he did. Okay. In the comics, he he's had krypto- uh, kryptonite brass knuckles. But again. We don't know what this Batman's fight. Like, yeah, he definitely should have just put it in his gloves. Yeah, but yeah. I think he also didn't want to damage it because he didn't. He did not know what would actually happen with Kryptonite. Okay. Like, we, we, this was Superman's first interaction with it. So, like, yeah. he knew that it would damage Superman. But for all he know, he knew it could have like, like just you had to hit him with it or stab yeah. him with it. Right. And also, he knew he would not be able to get close enough to Superman unless he was already weakened. Okay. That's why he. That's why he. And again, this is a smart Batman. The lead smoke grenade, and then that's when he fires off his uh, the gas. Because also the gas could have missed and still exploded close enough. Like if a bullet misses, it misses. Right. At least with something like this, it okay. area of effect. At which, least that's what I think. Which leads to my favorite moment. Which one? Batman smashing Superman over the head with a sink. All right. Yeah. Let, let, so <laughs> let's talk about the actual Batman. It is yeah. so schlocky. And, and I love it. Don't, oh, it's don't great. get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just seeing that moment where it, it, it just, it, you don't expect to see something like that. No. Do you want to talk about the title life? fight? We have to, right? Oh, we're, yeah. we're there. I mean, that was a nice little segue. Rob did on purpose, I'm sure. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> All right. So, Batman and Superman's title fight. There is an argument that Superman should have been a little bit more, hey, Lex is trying to get us to... He starts trying to say it, and then Batman's traps start going off, and he's like, cut it out. Like, stop. Yeah. Uh, Should he have... I've rewatched it. It is... If he had just picked the right words, because he's like, okay, Bruce, I'm not here to hurt you. And Batman's like, screw you. If If he had just started with, they are holding my mother captive. Hold on, don't attack. I think Batman would have said... I need more information. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Batman's in his kill zone right now. Like this this is I'm going to kill box. Like yeah. he woke tunnel vision. Total tunnel vision where he's like, I woke up today to kill Superman. Apparently there's a, a <laughs> safe word called Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's let's talk about the fun parts of the fight first. Because A, the fight visually 
it it's literally like the Dark Knight Returns coming to life. Yeah. It, it the mech suit looks great. It's worn. It's weathered. You know, I, I love the voice modulator. I'll always defend it for this Batman. I really yeah, think yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it is good. It's better than Bale's <laughs> with his duck lips. <laughs> but um, you know, Superman. He at first he does. He's like Bruce. Wait, you got. You were right. You have to listen to me. Lex wants us to, and then he starts like bombs and sound effects. So Superman just tries to disable him, like throws him through a building. But and he says, "Stay down. If I wanted it, you'd be dead already." Like he's trying to tell him, "Dude, this is this isn't a fight you can win. Like stop, just stop for a second. But Batman gets him with the one kryptonite gas grenade, and then he Batman pummels him. Mm. Like there, you say that there's no humor in this movie, but the shot of him punching him in the face and then the kryptonite starting to wear off. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, still yeah. like, and that is, it's the rule of cool, and it's also just funny. On, on a side note, too, um, I would argue to, like, I like this fight a lot, but I just want to draw a comparison because we haven't brought it up yet. That first scene of action where Batman is attempting to get the kryptonite, mm-hmm. compare these two scenes, and this is, is, so much better controlled and shot whereas with that other scene you know the one with the, the Batmobile a little bit more yeah. chaotic and it fast is pace, so yeah. chaotic and so like there's a great video online which sh- sh- compares a lot of um, famous car chases in the films and what they do well and they don't do well and they show that there's there needs to in a, a, a sequence like that be a sense of place uh, you have to be able to know where you are in relation to everyone else and there's no sense of place in this whatsoever yeah I just don't you, like car I don't like car scene like chases well, to like begin there's with. one I forget the uh, Ronin have you ever seen Ronin with Robert De Niro um, mm-hmm. it's a great uh, film where they have a huge car chase through the streets of Nice and you at any given point know exactly where you are, exactly where the other cars are, and how they are moving in relation to one another. And this one just doesn't have that at all, where at least with the fight between Batman and Superman, you know where each of them are at any given oh, yeah. point. Well, because yeah. they, they do a great job with parallels in it. Yeah, like a lot of good parallels. Like, you know, here's Superman, here's Batman. Even like when yeah. he spins him around, and ca- that's a great shot. Yeah. Yeah. The two of them charging at each other, and then like Batman catching him. But um, let's talk Martha really quick while we're here. Um, Who? Lord. Why would you say that name? Safe word. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend it and criticize it in the same sentences. The password is yeah. Martha. But um, <laughs> so I, I understand it. I understand the reasoning behind it. Batman's in his kill zone, and it, it's definitely weird that Superman would refer to his mother by her first name. He, maybe he's delirious from Kryptonite, but that's just a weird... Well, I don't know why I'm he just would. Just thinking call. about, I would never tell someone my mother. When I'm talking about my mother, I would never say save my mother. Marina's name. the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Um, save Marina. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just doesn't work. So I again, wonder. I wonder if he, because he knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Maybe. And he knows Martha. I mean, I, I wonder if there's like maybe he no, was like just stop. I don't know. Yeah, like, I know. Like but I, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if he's trying to make that. Con- I know. But I'm trying to explain in there. I'm trying to help the movie out. So I, I just think that it's... Because that's something that Batman would do to Superman, though. I think he was just delirious at this point. The kryptonite was literally right there. He was bleeding for the first time. He just got his ass A delirious kicked. person yeah. does not call for their mother with their first name. No, they, mommy! A delirious yes. person? I don't know. <laughs> like, in all honesty, like... Save mommy yeah like that would have been not worked with the plot i mean because my thing too form. is all of a sudden lois appears 
out so, of nowhere, yeah. she appears to explain the Marsden thing. It his job in the entire Yeah, but my life. thing is, is you could have been like, he could have been like, save my mom. And then all of a sudden he's like, what? No. So, and then all of a sudden Lois is there because she magically appears anyway. I'll, and it goes, yeah. he's talking about his mom, Martha. And then Martha. That would have made. I, you know, in all honesty, the best way to redo that scene, not that I've ever redone any of this. Is to anyway. not do it at all? No, it would have been oh. great if. If Superman was like kneeling and Batman like had the like trying like literally trying to kill him and like Superman's like tr- still trying to find him off, if Lois had arrived then and got in between them, and was like, no, he's gonna kill Martha, like to Superman and Superman, and that's when Batman's like, what? Or how about how much better would it have been if that Batman actually, I'm sorry, Superman actually had kept one of those photographs. And then Batman, in seeing that photograph, suddenly reminded him of his mother lying dead on the street. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It does. It does add kudos to this concept in that we are still thinking about ways that it could have been just done better, not to, not different, like not take out. We don't need any of that. No, this is what could have made it better. But we still the concept is strong. It's the execution that was not. Yeah, but it it is in that moment because people were confused. It's not that. Batman didn't stop because his mom's name was Martha too, that they have the same mom's name. He stopped because a, he was confused. Like, yeah. why is this guy in his dying breath telling me to save someone who has the same, like, does he know my mom's name is Martha? Is that like, is he just trying to trick me? Yeah. So, and that's why he asked, he said, why did you say that? Why, what are you talking about? Yeah. He even says, he's like, what do you, what does that mean? What do you, yeah. why would you say that? So it's Lois who says that's his mother's name. That suddenly, He's not Superman to him. He's Clark Kent. He he couldn't humanize Superman up until this point. And again, he was in his kill rate. He was tunnel vision. He was going to kill Superman. So I will always say that it was not done to the best. And we love yeah. making fun of it. We do, yeah. we all do. Mm-hmm. Like, but I and we will till our dying days. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Unfortunately, the con- again, this is a, an issue with Snyder as a whole. Concept wise, he is fantastic. Visually, he's even better. But when it comes time to writing a quality, solid script, he needs somebody to help him. He needs somebody to be like, all right, what's your idea? Well, this is my concept. This is what I'm thinking. Okay, I'll write it for you. Yeah. That's what he needs. And that's I think that's really enough with the Martha stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was silly. Help me with this. What is Superman's motivation? In what? In this? Yeah, in general. To stay alive? Not even in, in this movie. It's, it's a level of acceptance. He's, it's the same journey that he's been doing on Man of Steel. He was a child. He was a, a man that didn't know where his place was. And he thought by well, the that, end of Man yeah. of Steel that he was going to be a part of this world. And then immediately, Batman vs. Superman starts and everybody's like, do we really need a Superman? Yeah, I, I think it's to get back to that because he was he started off as this freak. Now he's, he's never like belonged. a savior. You know, in Man of Steel, he, he grows into kind of like a savior type figure. Wait, there's, then the, there's Jesus imagery? No. I didn't. Yeah, right? It's, it's rough. It's, yeah. I think it's worse in Man of Steel. Yes. And and now, and now he's... Except for when he lands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and now he's back down to being a threat He's still ostracized. Movie. And so his goal is, well, I don't want to be seen as a threat. I don't want to be seen as, hate to use it again, but as the savior of of these people, but yeah, he's such a reluctant savior. Yeah, well, wouldn't you be? Right, but I don't see him wanting to be the savior at all because he doesn't like that. Like, well, no, I the, see, pro- the problem so is he wants to help people. He wants to save people. Like he actively, even especially in this movie, you see him 
actively supermaning, like saving the lady from the fire. But as soon <laughs> as he does, yeah, I mean, I hate to say, it. yeah, you know, you saving the lady from the fire or saving the people that are from the, the flood, astronauts you know, the, the astronauts, like he's he's doing all these things. But at this, imagine but, turning on the news after you save literally saved hundreds of people. And they're still arguing about whether or not you should actually even be here. But like he keeps saving people and he doesn't seem to be happy to be saving people because he's like, oh, I guess I got to go save. Like no, he, no, 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 no. I'll argue that one. When he's in uh, Lex Luthor's party and he sees that that fire's happening, he immediately switches a flip right. and he, without hesitation, without an eye roll, without anything, but, and he, he I'm smiles. Gonna, I'm going to totally use that phrase, switches a flip, flip. every <laughs> time. Yeah. Switches yeah. a flip. Just let me go with it. I'm going to call you out the next time. But, um, he immediately um, goes into action, mm-hmm. and he when he hands her off to the fire department, he smiles, but it's when he turns around and everybody's like, the Jesus imagery, yeah. that's when he's like, this isn't what I, w- I don't want to be a messiah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And he says it at the end of Man of Steel, I'm here to help, but I have to do it on my own terms. Unfortunately, the rest of the world is setting his terms for him. So what is his character arc? He doesn't have in one this in this one? movie. Yeah. In the extended cut, he has more of, you know. The- but see, this is the thing. That's great that it happens in the extended cut. And that's the issue. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah, why that, not that's release it to everybody exactly. else? Exactly. Like, this is the problem with them. I haven't seen the extended cut, but from what I've heard from both of you and other people is that is what we needed in order to understand because this movie was a bunch of stories where you never got your climactic point in. You just got the lead up and then you had the downfall. You never had any sort of turning point, any sort of climax to hit in any of those 17 stories in this movie. I would wonder how Zack Snyder would do with more chapter or episodic storytelling yeah. Like in a week to week kind of thing that kind of like what I'm, we'll we'll see hopefully in Justice hopefully. League. Hopefully, I mean, you know, because four part they were supposed to do it like four episodes. It's yeah, six, it's six chapters. Yes, they, they said it was six chapters. Basically, is yeah. the structure of the story. But the problem is, and this is going back to the studio. The studio wanted Marvel. They wanted yeah. that mm-hmm. level. So yeah, there's WB it, sucks. Unfortunately, they probably gave Zack Snyder like Man of Steel doesn't feel rushed in any respects. It is an origin story that's that's nicely paced. Does it have its issues? Absolutely. But at the same time, it is a solid entry into the start of this franchise. The same with Wonder Woman because both of them did not have any sort of pressure to build the franchise. Batman vs Superman. I am sure that WB was like these are the things that we need. I'm Marvel's sure. Marvel's yeah. guilty of it too. A lot of directors won't work with Marvel because they are so amazingly strict about what we want, what you're not allowed to do, and how are we setting up our next movies. So, unfortunately, I think WB jumped in too hard, and they're like, well, we want a story that sets up this, and we want this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen. But that's two movies. This is two movies mixed into one. And, unfortunately, characters like Superman suffer in it because... Like I said, in the extended cut, you see he's investigating Batman. He does not believe that Batman is an effective... He thinks that he is just as much a criminal as the rest of the world. And even Batman thinks that. He's like, we're criminals. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about something fun to end the episode? Wonder Woman? I was going to say the warehouse fight scene, but we can talk about... All right, that is still one of the best. I yeah. I love that. I love that theme. Eh, I kind of like it. When when she drops in to protect Batman, yes. after, his, after he drops the... Uh, oh, you know, the yeah. bad word we did, can't say in a family. Did um, you might be able to answer this? Um, did the ultimate 
edition add Wonder Woman scenes? No, I don't think so. Okay, not she very. seemed. I have to say, she watching it this time. She seemed a bit more fleshed out to me. No, I don't. I don't think they added. No. I, I'd have to double check. I haven't watched the full extended cut in a while. Yeah. But she she is like one of the highlights in this movie. Oh, she steals it. Yeah. And unfortunately, and that's the problem with Wonder Woman 1984. That Wonder Woman does not become this Wonder Woman. Yeah. I really wish I was available for that podcast when you guys <laughs> did it. Yeah. Again, we, we were nice, too. We were nice-ish. Like, Which is why you but, needed me there. Well, well, no, no we, we, we were we still, nice, but we still Pros and cons. It. Pros and yeah. cons. Yeah. We, we, right pointed, we pointed out like the three pros in it, maybe, and then right. the yeah, 30 there are some cons, pros. You know, so... We were nice because we pointed out the pros. Okay. Mm-hmm. While you probably would have went straight con, you know. Mm. There, I, I, I had a better time. I'd like a, please don't get me wrong. I would much rather watch Wonder Woman 84 than... Uh, Batman v Superman? Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. To all that. <laughs> you would watch 84 over Batman v Superman? I think so. I, I, I would disagree. It's, See, it's, it's well, so... Batman v Superman is so nihilistic. Mm. Yeah, uh, and, I, I think and I just want to—not that I condone this, but I just want to open a vein, just to see <laughs> some color. I, I think I m- maybe because again, I haven't seen the extended cut of Batman v, v Superman, but w- would you take the extended cut Batman v Superman over eighty four? Oh man! <sighs> oh god! Um, it's definitely a superior wow. movie because the ex- I from again what I've heard. I feel like it's, the extended cut would be better than eighty four, but the but the theatrical Batman v Superman. If it was my first time watching BVS Ultimate, yes, but I don't want to have to go through that again. Okay, like now that I've seen the entire story, I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. I don't know if I want to do that again. Yeah, but at least- I I want to see it in the context with Zack Snyder's Justice League. I really because yeah. unfortunately, and that and that's. It's something different than they did with Marvel. And this, this isn't a dig against Marvel. No. Marvel was very good at its single movie storylines with slight elements of the overall. But like Iron Man 3 feels totally different than Avengers Age of Ultron. Like you yeah. can watch Avengers Age of Ultron oh, Iron without Man watching Iron a, Man 3. It's very much a Shane Black movie. Yeah. The problem with, with, this tri- with this series was Zack Snyder had a vision of five films, right? Which I don't have a problem with. Eric Kripke had a vision of five seasons of Supernatural. Okay. And that's why the first five seasons feel so much different mm-hmm. than the rest of the mm-hmm. show. Now, Zack Snyder had a story he wanted to tell about multiple characters over a couple of movies, but he didn't want to do, all right, here's my Batman movie, here's my Superman movie, here's my... He wanted to... Yeah, yeah Justice League 1 and 2. He wanted to change it, yeah. change up the formula. And I think also... Um, what was the order? It was... Uh, Man, know- of, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman. Okay, then Justice League one. No, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad came out, and then Wonder oh, Woman. Uh, okay, so it was three. But he wasn't directly involved in. No, but I'm sure he was involved in some of the creative process, okay. and also Ben Affleck's obviously in it as Batman. Yeah, so right. I'm sure yeah. he had some sort of input. But um, so he had this this story that was supposed to be told over different movies, but we're so used to the Iron Man, Captain America, Thor kind of set up that I think it just it we weren't ready for or it's just so different from what we what we enjoy because like don't get me wrong I love Marvel movies I will see every Marvel movie I will be the first one in theaters except for Thor Dark World I'll watch Thor Dark World or if Iron it, Man 2 I'll watch Iron Man 2 I, do I feel like they're the strongest outings absolutely not but at the end of the day I'm just so happy to see these yeah. characters on, yeah. on the screen like this is 
this is awesome. Growing up, we had, you know, the Burton Batmans, and I was a little too. I think Reeves, we were a little young for Christopher Reeve, but I remember seeing it when I was six, right. and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. We're at a great time where this. It's just fun. Unfortunately, yeah. we're we're very everybody's very critical about these, and if Batman vs Superman came out ten years prior, it would have like exploded our brains. If it had come out before the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or when you know even before the Raimi Spider Mans, like the same movie, like we would our heads would have exploded. It would have been landmark. Mm. But un- you know, and it's not an unfortunate thing. It's just a realistic thing. Is that with so much superhero media, it's really hard. We all want it to be very similar, and when it's so different, it doesn't always land. So I mean, flip the script. If Mar if Man of Steel had come out. Before the MCU had had even come out, I guarantee the MCU would have looked different than it currently I, does. I prefer to flip the switch. I know you flip the switch. Switch, <laughs> switch, switch, switch the flip. Switch the flip. Sorry. Switch, switch the flip. Yeah, switch the flip. I'm gonna make that my catchphrase. Switch, switch the, the flip. flip. Quick, get that domain. I know, right? Yeah, right? Switch, switch the flip. Switchflip.com. Switch I'm scared to see what it actually is already. Ugh. But um, <laughs> I think that's kind of. All my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Not all of them, but enough of them. That's enough of them for the people. That's enough out of you. Yeah. Do you want to... I know we gave Star City ratings. Originally. Yeah. Originally. I don't Timmy. Re- I don't remember. And oh, then, Timmy's so, Corner. We so do we'll Timmy's do our corner. Star City rating. No, and Tim, we'll, Timmy's Corner first. Will you just let me talk? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. All right. We're going to do our Star City ratings, but first, let's have Timmy's oh, Corner. That was a very good segue. All right, I asked Timmy on the way out. I said, you know, what do you think of Batman v Superman? And his he probably he, burped. He had <laughs> one word. He said, terrible. terrible. I said, okay, why? Why terrible? And he thought about it and he goes, just because it is. <laughs> just one of Timmy's best corners. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's fair. I, 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 well, let's see. When he, how long? What year? did this came out 2016. 2016. So, Actually, okay, yeah. almost so almost to five the day. years yeah. ago. So that means he was about seven or eight when it came out. And yeah, to a seven or eight year old, when you're like, "Let's go see Superman and Batman," this is not what you expect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit more of a, and that's why it, now, the extended I, cut has an R rating. Do I? Yeah. Do I think he would change that rating now that he's almost thirteen? No. 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 So I'll He'll probably be worse. Very quickly, <laughs> why does it have an R rating? I didn't see anything. I, there's Mo- one the, vi- the violence is the, the real issue. The violence isn't anything more than what I've seen on a lot of other films and that's, shows. That's what they gave it for the violence. They cut out a lot of the blood and the gore, and especially in the warehouse fight. But seen, yeah, that, that's literally. It didn't seem that excessive though. The only change. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like I know they and, drop an F bomb from uh, Wally Scoot McNary's character. Yeah. Um, and you know Batman has an S word there, but that's about it. Like, that was ad libbed. It's fantastic. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah no, I, just I, violence and language. So I'll be interested yeah. to see why Justice League is R. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be anything gratuitous, and it's going to be. Like, like he, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I felt like that the R rating was more of a, hey, we got some, I can't even pronounce the word. We have some, you know, lascivious, <laughs> lascivious. I'm an English teacher. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm watching this happen. There's this great thing called I Google. Never, I could never pronounce that word. I don't know if you want to Google what he's um, trying to say. It, we, hey, we've got some material here that you, you we couldn't show you in the theaters. And oh like, yeah, growing up, yeah, yeah, and then like I'm the American watch, Pie movies when they watch the. Then unrated. when I watched it, I'm like, Lashivus. La- is that how you say it, Lashivus? Okay, thank you, Lashivus. Sure, 
Let's go with that. Um, Quickly like Google's I, L word. I didn't really think that there was anything in this no, that was like, no, nothing oh, that I'm glad. It. Yes, that's why it's R. Oh, holy cow, look at that. You know, so I don't know if they're going to be doing that. Like Justice League, I feel like it's more of a ploy than anything. Also, they can rate it whatever they want. It's on their it's on their streaming yeah, service. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, Netflix doesn't do ratings. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to do our Star City ratings? Sure, you want to go first? Actually, I was going to have Rob go first. Ooh, this is a tough one. Well, we'll build our way up because I'm sure Rob's going to be lower than me, then I'll be lower than you, so we'll go from low to high. Mm-hmm. Right? We always want to end on a high. All right. If I was doing the theatrical version, I would say out of five, easily one and a half. Wow. Because <laughs> wow. it is so bad. It is so ununderstandable, so convoluted that I couldn't make sense of it. Having seen the ultimate cut, I am like, okay, this is significantly better, but it's still not good. So I, I, I know I'm I'm going to do this again, as I did with Man of Steel. I will say that the first, first third of the movie, I will say two stars. The second part of the, the second third of the movie, I'm going to say two and a half stars. The third part of the movie, I think I even want to go one and a half. I, 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 and I, I, you know, they, they, on Facebook, they said, you know, how's it going with Batman v Superman? I think it was Paul that said that. And I said, I turned it off in the middle of the doomsday fight because it is just so much smashy, 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 punchy, 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 more smashing, more destruction. Hey, there's nobody here. More smashing. And I couldn't take it. It was like, uh, it was sensory overload. And, and I just <laughs> was shutting down. And this was before Wonder Woman came in, too. I, like the Doomsday yeah. disco machine was just kept going and going, and I couldn't take it. So I think that last third, uh, a star and a half. All right. So basically, I averaged that out, and <laughs> you gave it a two, which is slightly better, slightly than, better the than the theatrical version. version. Um, so I was correct in saying mine was going to be higher. I have yet to see the extended, so obviously I can only base it off of theatrical. I'm going with a two point five for this movie. A completely average movie. Completely average. I, I I could maybe go to a two. Oh wow. You know, but I, I would say average to around a two. Better just or worse under than Man of Steel. That's worse than Man this, of Steel. This is worse. I think Man of Steel. I think I had like a. You were two, you, a two five to a three. Okay, I think like it that, was. Yeah, because yeah, I think for this man, it, man of Steel might be the better movie, but there's some better parts in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it my turn? Well, yeah, usually after Rob goes and then I go, usually you're next. I wasn't sure if you were done. No, I'm done. I was trying to be polite. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a three, three and a half out of five. Oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. Did I say anything? You didn't? uh, Verbally or non-verbally? Well, you know, I wouldn't want to say that smashy, smashy, a big (laughs) overload of the century is like, I don't know, the ending of Avengers just missing that blue sky being robbed. This guy. I have admitted that Avengers is the last. You just described though the first. last, the last, <laughs> the last part of a, Avengers. You literally just first. described it. But it, so a three point five. Yes. Why a three point five? Um, a I I love Henry Cavill and I love. No, uh, sorry but, to interject. Sorry, I asked you a question. But is this three point five off of the extended, extended or off of the extended cut? Extended cut. I okay. You know, the, the regular cut, I'd give it a three. Okay. But I, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I really enjoyed the portrayal of Batman. 
Um, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I really hope to see him again in the role um, out after Justice League. And also, I like a movie that it it made me think. It made me look deeper into it. It made me um, in, in having to defend it. I had to learn more about it. And I and I like I like a movie that afterwards we're still talking about it and we're still yeah. like don't get me wrong. I love like we still talk about Avengers Endgame. That that's fine. But we don't talk about a lot of other Marvel movies. Right. We talk about the the ones that we really enjoy, and yeah. to have the fact that Rob and I still argue about this movie, and you know, you and I still make jokes about it, and still it's still culturally relevant for the, us. Yeah, the fact yes. that there's March is one of the major cultural events is Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think has says something. There, about there's yes. something about this franchise, um, whether it's the fans or the style, it's just something that resonates with me. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm always going to be critical of it, and I'll. You know, I point out the flaws in this movie every time. It's 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 not everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. I don't need a movie to be popular with. We all have our guilty pleasure movies. We all do. Like everybody has a movie that everybody else hates, but you're like, I love watching this movie. Like it's just fun. Yeah, I enjoy this movie because it presented characters I love in different ways, and it built a world and real life consequences. You know, we I think we said it during Man of Steel that. Avengers didn't start dealing with the real life consequences until civil war. You know, that's when suddenly it was like, Hey, you, a lot of people died. Like they showed the number for the Sokovia yeah. deaths. Yeah. A lot of people died in Sokovia during yeah. age More of Ultron. Than Metropolis. I don't remember off the top yeah, of my head, I but I like enough that it's like yeah. alarming. Mm. But, um, you know, this movie, while it has a lot of faults, I, I will always watch the Batman warehouse scene. I'll always, yeah. I love the wonder woman entrance when mm-hmm. she, you know, jumps down and, uh, even their, even their title fight, which again, it lackluster to a point, yeah. really short, especially if they had just called it down to justice, that's it. But unfortunately marketing said, you got to put Batman and Superman in the title. Yeah. We but all know. You just need pictures of them. Yeah. So I, this movie more, not so much for the, the merit of the film, but more for just my level of enjoyment and yeah. how involved I got with it. 3.5 out of 5. Having right. said that, I will say in watching this for Justice League coming up, it lowered my expectations for Justice League. <laughs> That's which, fine. Yeah. Which might be a good thing, actually. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it yeah. also made me, like having seen the ultimate cut now, it made me worry a little bit about Justice League of like, oh no, what am I going to be watching? I think it, it's going to be... And, and, and you know what? We watched and Ronnie posted our uh, our video of our Justice League review. Yeah. And the reason we were so nice to Justice League is because we expected a car wreck. Yes. Yeah. And that's why we were over like because it was better than it, it was, was better than a car wreck. We were uh, hold on. Here's here's how we it. We expected a train wreck, but we only got a mild car wreck. Yeah. You know? We got a fender bender <laughs> a little bit, but um, I think getting to see this vision, it's like seeing the ultimate cut of Batman vs Superman without having seen with you know with having seen the original cut yeah. but like this is gonna feel like a totally different movie and i'm excited because well, it, it is a totally different movie a thousand percent because because yeah. this the thing with the extended cut of batman v superman it 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 was his creation so you still saw his creation in both iterations but with justice league it's not his creation that you saw on the screen what you're gonna see in this it's his iteration so it's going to be completely different mm, it's a supposedly fun thing that yes. i'll never do again <laughs> i don't know i can see i'm sure there are going to be parts that i'll rewatch. yeah like i'm sure i'm going to rewatch the joker stuff in this but 
I I'm looking forward to it, and I really I hope it gives some nice closure. It, I will say it did open my mind more as to what this movie Justice League will be. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. All right, so that pretty much does it for our discussion on Batman v Superman. Um, stay forward to the, our later episodes this month. Look forward, whatever. Same difference. <laughs> it's kind of like flipping the switch. Switch the flip. <laughs> I'm going to switch that flip. Um, Chat chitting. We're going to do a little <laughs> WandaVision uh, Falcon Winter Soldier uh, review towards the end of this month to finish off after our Justice month, League. After Justice League comes DC out. Theme. Exactly. Because, um, again, we watched all of WandaVision, all of us have. And by the time we record our review on that, we've also would have seen maybe like one or two episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier. So we'll talk our expectations for that going forward. Um, other than that, that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, Paul, how can everyone take a listen to us, find out more information about us and everything? You can ask nicely. You don't have to say please, though. Okay. So uh, the easiest <laughs> way is to find us on Facebook uh, at the Multiverse Fancast. There we upload every single one of our episodes. We also have links to some of our other projects. You can also find our website, themisfitfaction.com. Ronnie and I did a ton of work on it this week. Yes. Ronnie did a great job with uh, We have a photo gallery. We have some uh, information about all your hosts and uh, some of the other services that we do. Uh, Rob's working on an article section. So if you want to hear more about Rob, well, I mean, you can... Rob's uh, rants. Rob's rants. Rob's but um, rants. <laughs> you can also take our podcast on the go with uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible is our newest one, and uh, we're still working on Pandora. They're being very strange. But um, you can also find us on Podbean. There you can find links to all of our episodes, past, present, and future. Yeah, so that wraps us all up. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Paul. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. <laughs>